If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers and trainers and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Our guest today is Tui Teka. Tui is the winner of The Way of the Horse, which is a great competition. If you've ever been to Equitana and seen The Way of the Horse, lots of spectators bringing in totally unbroken horses and uh, getting them. And I've seen the tapes of Tui and he's he's done amazing things with this horse just in the limited amount of time that he had it. So we had to get him on today to talk to him as a guest. How are you today, Tui? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Are you right to go with your favourite quote? My favourite quote I like to use a lot when I'm teaching people, teaching horses is the difference between a human and a horse is horses never lie. Horses will mirror image our weaknesses and they will mirror image our strengths. So where they are weak, we need to help them and guide them and lead them. Where they are strong, we need to reassure them of that. And in the end, we create a partnership. So that's one of the quotes I really like to use and compare the difference between a human and a horse. And it works effectively. It makes people start to think a little bit deeper than just the physical. That's a really good quote and very empathetic to the way of the horse. Where did you actually learn that quote from? Or who can you, you know, is it your quote? Is it from someone? Can you tell us a bit about it and how you came across it? Oh, I, I can't uh, can't really remember where I got it from, but it, it came to me in words. It, it um, maybe Warwick Schiller. Oh, I can't be different on it. It's probably a quote that's come from a long time ago of many years and generations of horsemen and horsewomen. Yep. But it's something I took in and I really, it made me think a bit deeper than, than physical, okay? Because mm. it's so true. The horses, you know, are being of their own, their own mind, okay? Now, we're human being trying to work with that mind. And horses, I find, you know, they are looking for a leader. They are looking for safety. Now, they need, we need to find a way to allow that to happen, okay? And so, trying to, when people work with horses, they like to put frustration there in their own human emotion. It gets involved too much, Yep. you know, and people start getting down. Horses aren't doing what we're asking of them. So I try and simplify it step by step and them seeing, watching their horses and watching the body language and finding the easiest way to have them choose the right answers. Now, how do we do that? Okay, a thing called pressure release. So pressure and release, okay, helping our horses understand what pressure and release means because they're a flight and from their behavior, it's their instincts, okay? I like to find the situation. I'm a believer in never setting yourself up to fail because if you do, you will fail. Then the emotions become involved and the frustration becomes involved and you will both get nowhere. Confine yourself, confine your thoughts, okay? Tunnel vision what you are trying to achieve here. If the goal is too big, you know, if your expectation's too big, you might only get a little. If your expectation's small, you might get a lot. So it's about working in a moment, okay, and using that moment, and we use it with preparation, breaking down pressure and release, certain exercises, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I can get really deep into it, but mm-hmm. fire away some more questions if you want to ask <laughs> a bit more. Okay, look, what we want to know about how you started with horses. So, you know, you're from a family of horse people, but, um, you know, what were your first memories? Back when I was about 11 years old, I come from a family of horsemen and horsewomen, but it grew out of the family. And I had one family relative that was still riding at the time as I was growing up. And he was my inspiration, I guess, in, in that moment because I saw him riding horses and I thought, wow, that, you know, I wish I could be that, you know, when I get the opportunity. So one day I just, I had the guts to ask him, I guess, to see if I could have a ride. And it all went from there. But reversing from there, sort of backtracking, I used to follow on foot. I used to be with 10 of them on horseback and I used to follow them on foot all day. Yeah, and I, really, I was winning cross countries and it just, I just had an affinity with being around horses. Mm-hmm. And the day I got the opportunity to ride, you know, um, never perfect at the beginning. There's a quote that says, you know, a good horseman was once a beginner. Okay, yes. and that's so true. When you yes. first start, you never, you never know all the answers, even though you think you do. Mm. And um, I guess I was very fortunate where I come from, in a remote area where, I mean, there was no pony clubs. You know, I rode to school on horseback. I took my rugby boots to school on horseback and went to rugby training on horseback. It was a way of life. Horses, I was on them every day, all day if I could. You know, I dreamt about horses. I rode for horses. I lived for horses. So when I first got that opportunity given, I actually fell off the bareback. I remember the reins being... 13, 14 long, almost touching the ground, split, split long on, you know, rope reins, and um, I fell off, and um, I blamed the horse, but it was actually myself mm-hmm. and my balance. You know, I mm-hmm. just didn't have the balance at the time, but I had the affinity. You know, I had the determination, the passion to want to continue. And as I continued with that journey, I suppose where I come from was very traditional. I mean, we were isolated. We didn't know what, what else was going on with horses or who was doing good or who, who people were that are so great with horses in this day and era. I learned the traditional way. And I suppose coming from that, I knew what hard was. And I knew once I started to learn softness, mm-hmm. I just continued that pathway, mm-hmm. reflecting on what I already knew, the knowledge I had already gained. And then all this, you know, that as you were gaining knowledge, as you were learning not to blame the horse, all of this knowledge you were gaining, were you always going to have a career with horses or was there a moment that you thought you could have a career with horses? How did that work out? Uh, yes, yes, because it was something I was really passionate about. I mm-hmm. mean, I went, through my high school years, um, I, you know, I dreamt of being a horseman. You know, I dreamed of being able to ride a horse and better myself, better my relationship with horses. So I wanted to be a guy that could be out there and have this partnership and have the horse think my own thoughts. Now, to achieve the horse to think your own thoughts, you have to think like them. You have to think their thoughts. Then you have to use a combination of bringing them both together. Okay, and that involves around pressure and release confining those thoughts, confining the situation and not setting yourself up to fail. Yep, yep. All right, no, that's good. That's good. What do you think then, you know, if someone is interested in working in the horse industry and they come to you and they say, you know, Tui, I want to work with horses, what sort of character traits or core skills do they need to have to work with horses? I think it's, it's having a general knowledge, understanding of the psychology of horses. Mm-hmm. There's the physical and then there's the emotional. To have an understanding of both before, because there's a lot of different things out there that are just about physical. Okay, everything's physical. You go to work Monday to Friday or have a long during the week, and you do the job. And then there's those that it's a passion. 
mm-hmm. about working in the moment, spiritually, mentally, physically, and combining it together. Okay, so for the industry of equestrian, it depends which way you want to channel yourself. Everybody's different. Every human is different and every horse is different. People want to go and do racing, okay? They go and do racing. People want to go and do show jumping. It depends on what you want to do, what your goal is. And my goal for me was the horseman to cover all disciplines, to be versatile, to go into the show jumping ring, then into the rodeo arena, then into the reigning arena. You know, to be so versatile and have, make a connection with a horse, you know, that it's at its best when it's underneath me. Training them to think my thoughts and me to think theirs. Yep, yep. Now, working with horses, what do you think is the best thing about working with horses and having a career with horses? You know, I mean, you could go and do a manual labour job. You could be, you know, working in an office somewhere. But what do you think is the best thing about working with horses? The best thing about working with a horse is, as you know, you have a good day, you have bad days, some are better than others, but it's the moment that you're working with another mind and you're making a difference. You feel like you're making a difference with that mind, with that animal, whether it's 10 steps ahead and 40 steps ahead the next, or whether it's by step B shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is an emotional feeling when you're making progress and, and you feel that. If you're feeling good about progress, your horse will naturally make progress you're feeling good about. Now, days when you feel like you ain't making any progress or you're going backwards, those are the days where our own emotions get involved too much. Horses, I find, are very forgiving. You mm. need to learn to stop, think, and start again. Yep. Okay, and that's usually let it out for that day and start again tomorrow. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Now, what about people who, who've influenced you? You know, because you had the, the relative who um, got you started with horses, but people who've influenced you, what can you say about that or them? Uh, people that influence me, I suppose I've been in the equine industry for some time now. I'm only young. I'm only 25, so I'm still young and still learning. But so far, you know, I'm more open-minded to having to open up to other people giving advice, telling advice, and knowing my own emotion not to get involved. And then being able to just reflect on it. And there's many great horsemen out there that I am inspired about. Anyone that can do have an affinity and have a have a relationship with horses. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Doesn't matter whether you're Clinton Anderson or your Double Dan horsemanship. There's so many out there. There's so many unknown out there. Okay, but for me personally, I, I'm in the pen every day working to better myself and my horse relationship. Okay, a lot of my knowledge has been gained from being around the horse. I mean, I'm around the horse pretty much every day, learning where not to be and how to get there, how to achieve to get there in the safest way. Okay, not just for myself, but for my horse's sake. Mm, mm, mm. Just going back to winning the way of the horse at Equitana, was that your proudest moment, do you think? Or have you got something else that you'd say has been your proudest moment? Uh, yeah, the way of the horse was a very proud moment for me. I mean, yeah. it was something I had lived, already lived in my dream, and it became a reality. So it, it came no surprise in that moment, living that moment, but it came to me a surprise winning it. Mm-hmm. And the fact what I'm trying to say is I had lived that moment in my dream, so I felt what that felt like in my dream, and I could feel it in reality. Now, in reality, it was more humbling. I felt I had done best by my horse for the time given. Whether I had won it or not, I was very happy. Okay. 
Okay. Just tell us a little bit about it, you know, about the selection process and why you selected that particular horse. Um, I had the options between two horses. One was a grey gelding and one was a grey filly. Mm -hmm. Now, grey filly was, in my mind, the last horse I would have chosen. She came off the track into the big, I suppose, into the arena. I mean, very unknown, new environment. We could see the characteristics of every horse coming off the track. It was a great start, in a way, to see how the horses took that environment in their own way. You saw that emotion. You saw it physically, mentally. So with the grey mare, you know, she was she was very at the back. She was the mare at the back, or she was the mare pinning her ears to say, get away from me, I don't want to be near you with the other horse. Mm. So it would have been the last horse from behavioural and characteristics that I would have thought. But, I mean, I only had the options of two. And at the time that I was going choose between the two I walked in the arena and she came straight up to me um, mm. she was very cute I mean all of them just about followed me but I, I kept my tunnel vision on her and the other one I had been selected for yep. and I just kept that tunnel vision and she come right up to me come right up to the back of my shirt and sniffed it and I thought we're halfway there mm. I mean if the mayor could allow that willingness in herself to come that close to me I'm halfway there Mm-hmm. I just need to be able to put myself there and have her trust me. And I chose her because everything was right. I had an energy there, that spiritual energy that was saying pick her. Okay. She was almost saying pick me. I could feel that. And the other one was, it had a strong eye, you know. I mean, for the time given. We only had 65 minutes only each day. And I could see in that eye that it was going to take longer. You know, it was a longer process. Mm-hmm. And I saw through the mirror's eye she had willingness. You know, yep. she had some kindness the under all her nearest behaviour, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just got in the pen and I just, my goal was to work with her, you know, to let her find me and let her know that I wasn't going to, I mean, I was going to protect her, keep her safe, but be a leader at the same time, you know? Yep. She could respect and trust me and find a way to. And it seemed to have worked in my favour. I mean, I couldn't get ahead of myself. You can't go into that competition before you get in there going, this is what I need to do, because every horse is different. I had to work with the mind that I had in that round pen and put myself to the test, and it worked very well for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it could happen again, but I believe, you know, you know, when it comes to the moment, I work with it. Yep. And I go with it. Yep. And tell us again, how much total time did you have with her? Total time, 55 yep. minutes times three days. Yep. And then off day, we only had half an hour. Okay. And then 15 minutes for the finals. So four hours, basically. Yep. Four hours yep. in a bit. Okay. And then tell us what you had her doing at the end of it, you know, because this is a a mare who had, they were unhandled, weren't they? Yes. Yep, unhandled. And what did you plan to have done over that four hours? I suppose as a horseman, you know a lot can be achieved, but you know not a lot can be achieved, okay, In, in that time frame given. So for me, I had in my mind, I mean, from, I suppose, watching previous things like cold starting challenges and the way of the horse and road to the horse, mm-hmm. seeing what was achieved in that time frame. Yep. So, obviously, I mean, we've got social media now, you know, and it's a great thing to talk for knowledge. Mm-hmm. And seeing road to the horse 
and the likes of Clinton Anderson and all these top horsemen out there doing really well with horses, yep. seeing what they could achieve in that time frame. Okay. And then making a belief in myself, going, I can do that. I mean, I grew up all my life. Everything in my life into that moment came into play. Mm. I mean, from mm. a youngster. I mean, we were dealing with wild horses that had never seen humans in their lives. And it's how I started. So I started at the end where I had to figure out the quickest way and the easiest way to gain trust. Yep. And that was yep. working not again. Yep. So the end goal that I achieved with the filly was setting her up, bridle on, mount on her, ride through all the obstacles, through the obstacles, have a willingly guided. She was allowing to weave through the cone, walking through the poles on the ground, straight over the tarpaulin. And we had a bridge there, okay? We had a bridge there we had to cross. Mm-hmm. Now, during the period, you know, the days before the finals, we didn't have bridges. We couldn't expose them to the types of things. We didn't even know those were going to occur in the finals, okay? We were running pretty blind. So the preparation for it, I was using tarpaulins. I was using show jumping poles. I was using barrels, you know, yep. just building confidence, when I felt I had her thinking positive, my goal was to have her realize I wasn't a big thing, but at the same time, I could lay authority because mm. I needed to be a leader. Yep, yep. And in the end, I got to the obstacles and I stood up and cracked the whip <laughs> at yes. the end there. And that was a proud moment for me. Mm. I mean, putting all my skills in those hour sessions to the test in the open. I mean, yep. The arena was bigger. The energy was increased. Mm. We had microphones. Over, we had through the microphone, through our piece. Yep. Um, and we didn't have that during the 55 minutes. Yep. Okay? Yep. So it was a lot of energy. But she coped. Mm. And I knew mm. she would because my energy levels were with hers. We, yep. we worked together on this. Mm-hmm. I kind of worked her through it. I was there to guide her and keep her safe. And that's what got me through. Good, good. Now... To get to where you are now, because you're a professional horse person, you're getting a name out there, you you know, you're contracting to some big studs and big places. What do you think your biggest challenge? You know, from that seven year old kid that got the guts, as you said, to ask the relative to um get a bit of an introduction to horses to where you are now, what do you think your biggest challenge has been? Having too much of a high expectation of myself. Okay. And in fact of wanting to become better. I mean, the biggest problem I have is I don't have a mentor. I could ask for anything today. It would be the, the right mentor to give me guidance because we're always learning, okay? And it's great when someone can watch from the ground and can point your weaknesses because, like I said to you, also in the line, they do show up. They come out where they come out at the beginning. They will come out later on. Yeah, people like to lie, humans lie. They say, oh, that was my fault. Yeah. So the biggest thing for me would be to encourage myself to find the right person to guide me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm doing well for myself, but I still need to be guided as well, you know? Yep. And I hope one day I find that, that person, that trainer, that mentor. Good, good. Oh, hang on a sec. Let me interrupt to let people know about the horse industry qualifications at onlinehorsecollege.com. If you have a look at the flexible options, there's online theory and the practical components can be completed by video or with a qualified expert in your area. That website again is online 
horsecollege.com. Okay, thanks. Now, just talking about people and horses and handling horses, what's a common fault, you know, that you see with people and their horses and how can it be fixed? Common fault I see is people putting frustration in the relationship, okay? Bane horses too much. Horses with people problems. Okay? Some of those problems are very common. They're behavioural, okay? Barking, rearing, bolting, not listening, okay? There's so many problems out there, okay? And it's about having a, a solid foundation, doing a foundation that is a step-by-step, going through all the basics and covering them and not rushing to move on. I mean, if you can cover the basics and continue that, everything else follows. Mm-hmm. And that's my goal as a horseman, to continue the basics. Yep. You know, yep. continue teaching the horse to learn what I want it to learn. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, that's... Okay. Now, what are you looking forward to now? What does your future hold? Equitana, Melbourne, 2018. Okay, good, good. I'm sure you'll draw a crowd, especially winning the one in Auckland, but that'll be good. That'll be something to look forward to and I think something that our listeners will be able to look forward to and uh, attend as well. Now, you know, you said a great philosophy when you talked about your quote, but if you can just summarise your philosophy with horses, you know, just so that then our listeners have got something to go away with for the day and something to think about. For me, if everyone was listening right now or to those listening, it would be to... Check yourself, okay? The only way you're going to make change in your horse is to make change in yourself. Now, if you are happy with where you are at with your horse, continue that. Be happy. Because if you're happy, your horse will become happy. Feel your energy being happy. Now, like I said, you're going to have tough days. You're going to have great days, okay? Keep working through those days. Continue to better yourself. Continue to be in a relationship with horses. You never stop learning. Don't think you know it all because you know. As soon as you think you know it all, Things will fail. You will fail. Okay? Don't be like me having high expectations. <laughs> Actually, day by day, step by step. I mean, when you're working with horses, when you have a moment there that is very, very, you're know, very proud of it, embrace it and let your horse know that. They know our emotions. Yep. They feel that. They feel it deeper than we can feel it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? But I don't want to get too spiritual on it. Stay with physical. <laughs> Okay. okay, you yep. have to have the – it's about a balance, having yes. physical and having the emotional and putting it together. Mm, mm. And I think you said a big key before too is not blaming the horse. You know, the lesson that you learned when you were riding bareback when you are a kid and blaming the horse and then realising that you don't blame the horse. You know, it's just a reflection of what you're doing. Yeah. Yes, frustration leads you to nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tui, how can people contact you? People can contact me through media on Horsemanship Limited page, Facebook. On there are my emails and my phone details. Yep. I have got a website on the internet just through social media. Mm-hmm. And see without you need I mean, come to Kutana, Melbourne. You will see me there. I will be running education seminars. Yep. Okay, yep. I will be there to help people with their If you want to learn more, and it's I'm the type that likes to build a solid foundation that the transition from the groundwork is easier when you transition up onto the horse. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you can create a solid foundation from the ground, you are now transitioning that same foot and that same energy onto the horse's back, and the chances are easier. Yep. And I'll yep. tell you that right now. Okay, good. 
All right, and those details will also be on horsechats.com slash tuitika or just go to horsechats.com and search for Tui. That's uh, T-U-I, and you'll find that episode. Thanks, Tui. That has been very inspirational. I've been enjoying talking to you. I sort of haven't chatted, haven't talked to you before, but, um, you know, I think that's, that's a great message to get out to our listeners. So thank you very much. You're welcome. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.